listening to the Sovereign Society podcast, a spiritual lifestyle sanctuary empowering you to honor the journey, trust the process, and radiate your radness. I'm your soul guide, Sabrina Riccio, kundalini yoga teacher, spiritual mentor, and modern medicine woman who's on a mission to anchor in heaven on earth in this golden era. Join me every week where I gather some of my favorite spiritual leaders, goddesspreneurs, and changemakers for some authentic conversations about all things spirituality, wellness, what it takes to build your empire, and so much more. Over the years, after my deep kundalini awakening and a series of events like being struck by lightning, it's been loud and clear that part of my divine purpose here is to share with you the tools and the guidance that supported me along the way. My mission here is to empower you to navigate through these changing times with ease and grace as you go forth and align to your soul's destiny while staying true and real along the way. Thank you so much for tuning into the Sovereign Society podcast and get ready because we're about to go in deep and come out the other side stronger than ever before. Hello, 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 and welcome to this episode of the Sovereign Society podcast. I'm so excited to have you here on this powerhouse episode. This is actually, to me, an opportunity to say dreams do come true. (laughs) I have been following my guest today, Sarah Jenks, for years, you know, Growing up as a curvier woman with an ass and really low self-esteem, especially around the way that I view my body, it was like a breath of fresh air when I first found Sarah Jenks years ago. And with her program, Live More Way Less, I remember I sat and watched one of her like webinars that she had, um, like her little masterclass multi-video series. And it was just an opportunity for me to have that permission to be me and to love me and to honor me. And so when it came time for us to have this conversation, I knew, I knew someday I would have these conversations. And that's what happens with a lot of these guests here, because I believe in myself, I believe in my worth. And I know that my interviews are powerful. And I know that we are what's what's destiny right like seeing those people in your life and having that intuitive hunch saying like you know what this person is going to be on your podcast just watch and you know here we are and I'm really excited to be sharing with you this episode because this is especially so for those moms out there who are listening building up their businesses working on maintaining the household their self-care the things, you know, there's so many layers, especially as women that we hold on to emotionally and and to really show up for the family. And I was just so inspired by this episode, and I know you will too. And so Sarah Jenks is, she's such a beautiful woman. I love her so much. And this conversation was so real and so genuine that it just makes me so, I feel so grateful that I get to be able to hold the space and to be sharing these transmissions and these conversations with you all. I know I get messages from you guys all the time saying how the podcast has really impacted your life. And before I go any further, I just want to say thank you for showing up week after week. There's going to be a lot of shifts coming up that are going to be supporting you even more that I'm so excited to be sharing with you. And in the meantime, it would really mean a lot if you can, I want to know who's listening. Let me know. Send 
me a screenshot. Tag me at Sabrina Riccio and use the hashtag Sovereign Society Podcast when you're tuning in. Let me know what your ahas, what your breakthroughs were. Leave a review and a rating on iTunes. This helps us move up the rank. Right now, we've been consistently in the top 50 uh, in the topic of spirituality and I want to continue to increase this higher and higher and higher to get these messages out because I do believe that this podcast is cultivating a sovereign society where people are free to be who they are, where people are stepping in and owning their power, owning their worth. And because they are radiating that, it is permeating onto the planet, into their inner circles, into their communities, into their families, with their friends with strangers they meet on the street, I really feel like the power of this podcast is is really helping in the evolution of humanity and shifting the planet. So even if you just take a few minutes of your time to leave a review and a rating, it means the world because I can't do this without you. If you really want this podcast to keep going, please take the time and show me that you're here. Let me know what's resonating with you so I can continue to bring more and more of this for you. So again, thank you so much for being here week after week and for reaching out and saying their kind words about how since listening to this podcast, it has made such an impact in your life. It it really means the world to me. And I do feel like we sit in the sacred circle where you're in these conversations with us, with my guests that I have and with myself that we are having these conversations and connecting over tea and just you know, really getting real with one another. So again, thank you so much. And so let's go and talk about this week's episode. And let's talk about Sarah Jenks. So if you don't know Sarah Jenks, go follow her. She's so beautiful. And she's got this incredible 23 acre retreat center in Medfield, Massachusetts. She just followed her heart. And you're going to learn a lot more about how Hawthorne Farm came into fruition. It's such a beautiful story. And if you don't believe in synchronicities and taking risks, this story will just open your heart in so many ways. But Sarah Jenks, she's the founder of Whole Woman, and what Whole Woman is, it's a monthly online membership for women who are really seeking the answers of who am I and why am I here. And then she's also had her Live More Way Less program, which has been all about emotional eating and that is huge. Like, you know, we are, it's it's a huge epidemic that's happening in the world and in humanity. And to be able to have that beautiful body positivity and body love and to have a healthy relationship with food, it's life changing. It's really revolutionary. And so between her online programs and Hawthorne Farms, like really owning and running this beautiful space. She really holds sacred container and a sacred space to empower women and supporting them and finding their magic and rediscovering their most authentic selves. And what's really amazing is that I understand. I feel like that's why I've also been called to Joshua Tree. So it's really nice to have that encouragement from someone who's just like living on the land and following their heart and being able to cultivate a space where people can heal. That's what I feel time and time again when people come through my home. So uh, this episode is just truly, it's truly soul food. And what's really amazing is that since 2009, Sarah's community of women have been seeking a fuller, more meaningful life. And there's almost 100,000 members. Like she's crushing it simply because she's allowing herself to be herself. When you allow yourself to be authentically you, when you allow yourself to show up, when you allow yourself to step up as you and own that you are beautiful, that you are different, 
that you are unique and you bring something to the world and to the table unlike anything else, that is when you start to witness the magic life has to offer, the synchronicities, the truth, the medicine of who you are and you impact others to do the same. And so in this episode, it's so amazing. She just got off a maternity leave like last week with baby number three, mine I have you. So this woman is a powerhouse. So we talked about motherhood, work, relationships, self-care and how to really cultivate the balance amongst all of that. We talked about understanding how the cycles of nature impact you, what it means to take risks when it comes to following your dreams. We talked about syncing your cycle with the moon by setting boundaries and to just really allow yourself to honor that space and to say no thank you and to know what's the best for you. We talked about understanding the power of your worthiness. We talked about so much. We talked about embracing what it means to be a priestess while you're building your soulful business and the life of your dreams and what it means to discover your sacred purpose and coming out as a spirit as spiritual in your business because we are really here blending and integrating this magic and this medicine with strategy and truth and bringing all of these elements to the table. And most importantly, we talked about the prioritizing of fun. And that is powerful because, you know, so many times, especially when we're building our business, like we're so in this hustle, 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 productivity equals our level of success. When in truth, we have to be able to be willing to celebrate our success, to be willing to honor our space, take time to rest and allow it to flow. Just allow it to flow. So I'm really excited about this episode. Let me know what's resonated for you tag me and tag sarah you can tag again me at sabrina riccio and tag sarah s-a-r-a-h-j-e-n-k-s all of the links are in the show notes below um i also wanted to announce that i am currently after spirit told me i am currently accepting applications for the last round of thrive for 2018 I will not be offering this as much as I have this year because things are shifting. And uh, if you sign up by the end of September, you will get the current price of $999 for pay in full. Plus there's also a payment opportunity of $186 for six months. Um, And that price is going to increase by a couple hundred dollars actually um, for October because more and more information is being brought in. But the great thing is if you sign up now, you will have lifetime access to this experience. And I can tell you if you haven't been seeing it on my Instagram, this group, they are having such amazing shifts and we we are not even halfway through yet. And so I'm just really grateful to be able to serve, to be able to do this work and to be able to time and time again, show up for these people and understand that whatever you've experienced, whatever you've endured, whatever you've gone through, there's a divine purpose to it all. And I know Sarah is very passionate about that too, because there's no accident with what you experience. Everything is happening for you and not to you. And whatever you've endured, whatever has helped you heal, guess what? That's going to help other people heal too. And Sarah Jenks here is a perfect prime example of that to just keep going, to keep following your heart, to keep trusting yourself, especially when the world around you is telling you it's not a good idea. Listen to that subtlety that is within you. 
Go in, dive in and hear and witness the miracles unfold. So I'm beyond thrilled to have this conversation with you. And without further ado, we are here on chapter 55 of the Sovereign Society podcast, honoring the cycles of you with Sarah Jenks. Enjoy. Hello and welcome. I am so excited about this episode with the beautiful sister Sarah Jenks. And honestly, I feel like this episode and this conversation has been years in the making for me because I've been following Sarah for so long. And to be able to sit here and talk about so many amazing topics, I'm beyond thrilled and honored. And what's even more exciting is that Sarah just had baby number three. Like she's like days off of maternity leave. So first of all, congratulations. Thanks, Sabrina. I'm so happy to be here with you and to connect with your beautiful community and all the work you're doing is so incredible. So thank you, sister. To be part of it. Yay. I'm so stoked. So this is what I want to know because I know there's a lot of mamas that Mm-hmm. are listening and now with baby number three you also own Hawthorne Farms and you run your business how are you finding yourself managing not just your time to work and time to be with family but time to be with you and yeah. your husband I know <laughs> you know it's in process I will say that it's in process a really the whole work motherhood Uh, balance has been hard for me since I had my first child four and a half years ago. Um, It's been a huge initiation. It is called forth and triggered so much growth and learning and understanding about who I am and individuating as a woman from my lineage. And man, oh man. And I feel like I have the opportunity right now to sort of in a way complete one cycle around this whole dance of motherhood work, self-care, marriage, all this stuff. So I've been thinking a lot about it. I, for so many years, I was the hustler. You know, I could work all day and then turn off my computer at eight o'clock and crash on the couch because I didn't have any kids. And I can't do that anymore. And I, part of me really misses being able to do that being able to just grind out all of this content in a single day or be totally on during lunchtime. And I've had to really let that part of me die. And that's been, I've had to really grieve that because she's super sharp and has tons of energy and she's super fun. And she's like walking around in her stilettos doing all this marketing stuff. And I just don't have space for her anymore. It makes, it makes the whole, the rest of my system sick when I am in that mode. So I'm letting, there's like a spiritual component of letting that part of me die. And then the legit, like the, then it comes into logistics and a big thing that I need to do is get really clear on what support I actually need. And when I'm going through the process of coming to terms with how support I actually need, so many shadows and judgments and all this stuff comes up about how much I really need to do what I desire to do. So, you know, I have, 
I have a nanny who has started coming to the house at 7 a.m. And right now she leaves at 1. And starting in a couple weeks, she will be staying until 3. And that's so I have support in the morning when I have all three kids by myself. And my husband is usually home by 5.30 or 6. So I'm solo with them from 4. My older two go to daycare. And my... And then my youngest is with me all afternoon, which is really nice. And then Jonathan gets home and we sort of all do bedtime and stuff together. And self-care happens sort of with my baby around right now. Like she'll lie on the floor while I take a bath or I'm now doing my own nails, you know, and a lot of my self-care is seeing my friends. So she's just with us and um, doing, doing that whole thing right now. And I just took her on a trip to California and to for a wedding to see my friends my parents with the older two so it's and then my nanny also really takes care of the house so i don't do i don't do any laundry i don't do any errands i don't do any grocery shopping i don't do anything like that and that makes a really big difference it's taking that whole role off of my plate which is also like whether you're a mom or not owning a business i think being able to surrender that you don't have to do it all and that your productivity is so much better and most likely also your uh, income will also increase because yeah. you're able to be focusing on your zone of genius exactly so I talk a lot about this in my program whole woman which is a monthly membership and what I really think is so important for women to understand is that we have been taught a lie that we are, that our worth is based on how much we do. Totally. That we're supposed to be able to handle the house, the errands, the kids, and work, and look good, and be relaxed enough to have sex. Like that, and that lie keeps us in a constant state of overwhelm and overexertion and therefore resentment. And then after we're resentful, we say, oh, but I should be able to do all this. And then we feel guilty for even thinking that we're tired. And the disease, right? Because the body's stressed. So that's where you get more illness. And if you're not feeling well, you're definitely your productivity is not going to be able to go there. And then our most important relationships suffer. Our marriage <laughs> suffers. If we have kids, our relationship with our kids suffer. And I think it's so important for us to know that that piece of culture has been put in place to keep us down. And so it is an act of revolution to get help. And it doesn't have to be in the form of paying for help. You know, it's just, we are in an age where we don't have friends that we need things from, you know? And it's about asking for help from our friends. It's about asking for help for our family. And a lot of it is just saying, no, it's just not doing things at all because I mean, I had like a full-time job planning people's birthday parties for a while. You know what I mean? And once I stopped being everyone's best friend and planning everybody's birthday party, I had so much free time. So it's so important to just look at all those little things too, that, um, end up just taking up a lot of space, but we attach so much worth to it mm. in our relationships and so on and so forth. Yeah. So how would you say like, also part of that is implementing fun, right? Like yeah. allowing 
us because if we're working all the time and we're not having that balance with also fun or celebrating our successes, that's also super dangerous. Super dangerous. So uh, one thing that I teach in Whole Woman that I think is so important is that, you know, the life is based on this cycle of winter, spring, summer, fall, new, waxing, full, waning, dark, right? Or dark, new, whatever. And we are basically all living in early spring all the time. You know, we're just like waxing, 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 go, 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 go. And that's a very, you know, men are more linear. Men have the essence of the sun. The sun rises and falls at the same time every day. It's always shining. Um, you know, men's hormones are on a 24 hour cycle. They reset every day. And so therefore we have a culture that is meant to sort of look the same every day. But the reality is, is that as women, we have a 28 day hormonal cycle, which is a direct reflection of the moon and the seasons. So we have this built in circle of life, this, this creation equation in our bodies. And a big part of that is summer, which is the energy of the full moon, which is the energy of fire. And that's all about fun. So we need to have that as part of our, part of our day, part of our week, part of, you know, the year in order to function. It's just, it's, it's part of the whole. Definitely. Yeah. I teach a lot of that too in my courses, just understanding the different energies because it's a way for us to work with these ancient mm -hmm. medicines and ways of being, you know, before the technology and everything, like everything was based on the sun and the moonlight and then modern technology came through and that's when we kind of as a humanity and a society kind of drifted away from that. But I feel like it's really beautiful that we're living in times where people are reigniting that truth because we've been seeing like we're doing the same things over and over again and expecting different results and the majority of like society is insane. <laughs> and so to go back to basics in a, in a new millennia, in a new age, you know, and so much even going back with like being the Aquarian age right now is more community based, right? So it's like mm -hmm. we also are able to reach out for that help. Uh, connect with a girlfriend or a group of friends and be like, hey, let's go out. Like, we can't be in this space of isolation anymore. No, absolutely not. And we're all being, we're being called to actually listen to our soul's reason for being here. And I think that is so important for all mm. of us to realize that the only reason we are here is to figure out who we are and to then be that person in real life. And I actually find that it's the being that person that is the hardest thing to do. You know, I think we, if we're all quiet enough, we can sort of understand who we are, but the process of actually like going to the grocery store as that person or showing up at Thanksgiving as that person is hard. Mm hmm. Totally. Yeah. And I think there's just been so much stigma for so long, you know, and a lot of people right now are really unlearning to remember deep at the core who they are. Mm -hmm. 
And that's why we're seeing a lot of this like shift because I feel like, so Yogi Bhajan who brought Kundalini Yoga said that a third of people would wake up, a third would go insane and the third would die. Whoa. And so it's like, you know, the people that are waking up, we're working on paving a new road and there's a lot of people that are stuck in their old way of being because it's comfortable. So I want to talk about risks because I started following you when you were living in San Francisco and then you picked up the family and moved to Massachusetts. And that's, that's been a risk too, going on the other side of the country to kind of follow your heart and create this whole farm. So I want to know how that's been. Yes. Um, it's been wild and I'd love to share the story about how it Yeah, let's do it. All for you. Um, so what was going down, it was essentially two years ago, a little over two years ago. I had basically come to the end of a cycle where I was getting, I was just really sick of playing the game. And I was playing the marketing game. I was, you know, I had a, a really great program that I was being really authentic in, but I wasn't always being authentic, like about it in the world, if that makes sense. Um, called Live More Way Less. It did extremely well. And I'm so grateful for that program. It's such a great program. Um, but I was doing things like borrowing my friend's convertible to like take photos. You know what I mean? It just wasn't. I wasn't being so super real, as real as I could be. And it stopped working. And uh, money got super tight. And I was um, supporting my family because my husband was in his surgical residency. And I had also, I had two kids under two. And I made the decision that I needed to really understand who I was and what I was meant to do because this whole performing to make money thing wasn't working for me anymore. It was really painful and super exhausting to pretend to be someone I wasn't all day, every day. So I ended up working with this amazing woman, Katina Mercadante, and she's an empowerer. And I, through my work with her, I created this huge, like 15 page dream of where I wanted to be in five years. And I got super clear that I wanted to move to New England. And I'm from here, but I had been away since I was 18. And help bring the divine feminine and these sacred practices to Massachusetts, where they're here, but it's not in a huge way like I was experiencing in San Francisco. And that was risky in and of itself. It was like I was moving to a place that was at my mind in the time, like not that open-minded about the practices that I was now using on a daily basis. And I was basically going to show up and say, I'm a witch at the place where they had the witch trials where there, you can still like feel it around here. And so that was a big risk in and of itself. But I sort of thought that I would buy a small, like a cute colonial at the end of a cul-de-sac and like hide out for five years and just kind of do my thing, have another baby. And then in five years, that's when I would like do what I wanted to do. So two weeks later, I'm on Trulia because we're looking at, for we're looking for small colonial houses at the end of a cul-de-sac and I forgot to put the budget on the, in the form 
like great lesson, first of all. And this like kind of funky's house showed up on a lake and then I'm scrolling through the pictures and it's literally almost in order of all of the things that I put in this document that I wrote. You know, house on a lake, long windy driveway, big open fields, lots of forests, because I was writing about how I want to like, you know, do fire ceremonies under the full moon and gather women in the fields and build a yurt and connect women with the land and be here on purpose in person. And it was all here. You know, there was a building that was much better than a yurt and a lake and a stream and open fields and woods and the whole thing. And I started losing my mind, just freaking out. It was the biggest magic I've ever experienced. And then the next day I Googled it and I found out it was owned by my high school therapist. Oh my God. And so, because it's, it's in a town near mine and I had come here for therapy for six months and she was the first person to help me with my body image issues, which I struggled with for years. So I just sent her an email and I said, I came across this in the craziest way and I don't have any idea if we can actually afford to do this, but I just know I need to come. I know I need to see the house. And she told me, she's like, this is crazy because a week ago I sent up smoke signals to call in the owner. <laughs> like two so she said two weeks before, which is, must've been around the exact same time I was downloading when I was writing my document. So I show up, we start crying instantly. I walking around the house. And it's just like, and we walk around the property and then I go into the, what I now call the moon lodge and I just lose my mind. I mean, it's all just so magical and I didn't know how I was, how I was going to make it happen. So, um, and and then basically from the time I saw the house until the time that we ended up buying it, I, I was sort of faced with this huge risk of, I really felt like the great mother was saying, okay, if you want to do this, it's, this is a big job and I have a big house for you and you have to make the decision if you're going to like really stand in your power and, and take over this role. And at the same time, everyone in my family was telling me not to do it. And because it wasn't the safe choice and and thank God I had this group of really super magical friends who just got what was going on. And every time I would say, no, I don't think it's my house. I don't want to do it. They would just come in and say, Sarah, this is your destiny. Every time you talk about it, you light up, stop fooling yourself. Stop pretending that this is just a coincidence because that's what we do, right? Like we have these big magical things and and we're like, Oh, that was just random. Yeah. That was just a coincidence. And so my husband and I took a huge risk and we made it happen and we're here and it's going great. It's just totally going great. What is such an empowering story because it also reminds us one of the worth of our, of following our dream and Mm -hmm. like also understanding that you have to really get specific, right. And being really clear with what you want. Mm -hmm. And I was waiting. This is what I know. I learned so much about myself. I was waiting for my parents and my grandparents to be like, actually, yeah, you should do it. It's a great idea. And it it wasn't until I had to really make the decision only for myself that I found a really powerful part of me. And of course, like they got on board, you know, almost instantly 
and have been so supportive and so helpful and so amazing and are now saying, yeah, we were wrong, <laughs> you know, but it's, um, it was just the craziest thing and most nuts learning experience ever. I love that. How have you seen that the kids have adjusted? Oh my gosh, they're so happy here. I mean, just to be in the woods all the time. You know, when we first moved here, they didn't ever want to go outside by themselves. They were sort of confused about this whole outside thing. We had a very small yard in San Francisco, but it was turf. And, um, but now they're just, they're like feral wild children. So great. That. Which is great because that's like a huge way I feel to like generate and cultivate that conscious generation of kids. Mm -hmm it's really challenging to see like my parents on a restaurant. And so I remember like when I used to help and support them, like kids would be just like on their screens all the time and like, wouldn't even look you in the eye to say like what they wanted to eat. Yeah. So there it's, it's weird because I feel like your kids are so young with the ones that are like 12, you know, 12, 13 right now, those are the ones that are still like super attached to their screens. Mm -hmm. And so it's really amazing that these, this newer wave of children, they are understand, they are using their imagination and that parents are being more conscious about like the amount of screens being used and really yeah. helping them connect with nature, especially during the years that their subconscious is being formed. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's so important. And it's something that as parents, we're all being called to work on too. You know, I mean, the Instagram addiction is real. I mean, I struggle with it. Me too. And I, like uh, the big aha moment for me was when I realized that I was talking, I was like thinking an Instagram copy. I was, I had this moment where I was sitting on my porch outside my bedroom and I was just looking at the trees, but I was, without noticing it, typing an Instagram caption in my head. And I just said, no more. I cannot be thinking like that. It had seeped into my brain. And a lot of it is, you know, this, the shadow that I have around, you know, performing and wanting just the constant like approval from people. The dopamine hits. Dopamine hits. And I think we all have it, but I just think it's so important to talk about because it's, um, you know, there's a, a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. Most definitely. And I know like being able to, I know like with me, I'm working on like no screens after like eight, you know, something that's that I want to implement. So not only that, but also for my own health, like being around like scrolling or the blue screens and how it's fact affecting my circadian rhythm and my sleep cycles. And then that's not going to allow me to really perform and show up uh, in a way that I can be of true service. Mm -hmm. Like me, that's like me, it's, it's, it's uh, hindering my mm -hmm. ability to show up and share my gifts fully. Absolutely. So I did this experiment when I was living in San Francisco where I didn't do any of the screens after eight because I was deliberately trying to sync my cycle with the moon and it worked. It took, I think took two months to resync with the moon and whoa, I felt so powerful. This was around the time that I was making the decision about the house because I and the house thing was so cool. I keep coming back to it because 
I had to lean on magic so much. I had to say, I sunk my cycle with the moon. I, you know, set intentions and released with the moon. I was so in tune with what was going on in my body. I sat at my altar every day and I just, I held the sacred container for this house in a way that I've never held a sacred container for anything before in my life. And it was beautiful because my husband really took over all the paperwork. So he was fully owning all of the money, all of the paperwork, all of the lawyers and the contracts and everything and totally holding the masculine and really saw how important it was that I was holding that sacred feminine container for this house coming in to our lives. And he really honored me for it. It was really amazing. Because that structure is needed for that flow. It really is. Yeah. So um, it was just a cool experience sinking my cycle with the moon, which is why I mentioned it with the phones. But I agree with that. You just feel much more powerful. Yeah. And I also feel like there is a massive wave of like priestess energy right now. And what Mm -hmm. like the priestess is all about like really honoring the shadow. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's about like getting real about like what is happening. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, like as I've stepped more into doing more of my shadow work and like understanding that life is more than just good vibes only, like we can't differentiate vibes Mm -hmm. as bad or good. It's just like the full spectrum Mm -hmm. of human emotion, you know, and there's no shame in feeling anger. There's a purpose to that. There's no shame in feeling disappointed, you know, that empowers us to choose again. And these being able to change the language while also being able to find people who understand that mindset. Mm -hmm. How have you seen that, um, you know, embracing your shadow? I know you've dealt a lot with like shifting around uh, body image and body positivity. And as you mentioned, like, like calling out your shadows and calling out the things that we're all working on because we are all works in progress. Mm -hmm. How have you seen that has strengthen and also um created a soulful business that is authentic and vulnerable and real which empowers other people that come across you and and you know that you meet whether it is through whole woman or whether it is someone coming through Hawthorne Farm or just someone on the street how have you seen that that has shifted Mm, thank you so much yeah you know I here's the thing No one is healing by learning from someone who is pretending they're perfect because then we just feel bad about ourselves. You know, it's like, I, I just really feel like healing comes from when women get together and have an opportunity to be real because it just lets our system, our whole system relax. And I think the whole point of being here is to go on the journey. And a big part of the journey is to be in the shitstorm that we are, you know, and be in the pressure because it's, you know, or the way to maybe explain it, it's like when things are dark in the shadow, it sounds so lame, but you know what I mean? It's like, that's when we can see the stars and when things are so terrible and hard and all the lights are turned off, that's when we can see the one thing 
that's important that we need to follow in order to pull ourselves out. And so I just really feel like the human experience is just, it's, it, we come back to this cycle, you know, because I spent a good like three years of my life in my own personal winter and it was awful. I knew just, I would wake up and instantly start crying and it, and I just had to pull myself out of bed and feed my kids and then, you know, have my nanny who I did not have a great relationship with, like, you know, take them and take care of them. And then I had to just figure out how to make a ton of money to pay for our apartment in San Francisco. You know, it was not the same issues like as terrible as a lot of people experience in this world. But for me and my own personal journey, it was really super hard. And I, but I had to constantly show up and say, why are you here? Like darkness, shadow challenges, all this crap. Like, why are you here? And I just kept hearing you aren't who you think you are. And I've translated to just be that I just had to, I had to like stop appearing like the nice girl next door and just be whoever I was going to be in that moment. Mm-hmm. And, um, and to call out the shadow and to talk about the challenges because we all have them. And then when women can just see, oh, I'm not alone. I'm not broken. I'm just on the, I'm just in the cycle. Then all we just feel better. Definitely. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, as more and more people do the deep inner work and are more are waking up, you know, they're in this awakening process to work towards becoming embodied. I feel like people can spot bullshit from a mile away. Oh yeah, for sure. Cause it's not like the perfect Instagram, like shot with the lighting and the template and stuff like that. Like that's not life. And if that's what you're selling, you're selling something that's again, super dangerous. And I just know like for me, like I've had a lot of people because I'm very vulnerable and authentic about like my struggles and my journey and understanding that whatever trauma I've endured, like it's giving me power because it's allowing me to hold container, a sacred space for other people who I may come across down the line. And, you know, I've, I've so many of my clients time and time again, like, you know, I've done all these programs, but like, this is what's real. Mm -hmm. Like what you're doing is real because I just, I don't know. I just feel like there's so much beauty in that darkness and you know, like the yin and yang, like there's that little piece of light in that dark and there's always that little piece of dark Mm -hmm. in the light. And I just feel like going through those dark nights of the soul that the the dark nights of the ego and Mm -hmm. working on how to integrate the ego to support rather than be like against us. Not only is that where the juice is, but that's where I can find gratitude. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Because, and that is, I mean, that's just the best feeling in the world, right? When everything is down and you can find that one little piece of gratitude, the piece that I feel in my body when I can do that, when I've learned that skill is amazing. Mm, Yeah. And I just feel like being able to honor more of that is going to bring in more of what you want. Mm -hmm. Like finding the house in the woods. Yeah. So I want to talk about, I know you're really passionate too about what it means to really discover your sacred purpose Mm. and how, you know, how you're showing up in the world 
as a spiritual being because I also believe that it's kind of like a solistic relationship where there is no separation between ourselves, our work, our spirituality, our relationships. Mm-hmm. So how have you seen like what that means or how are you seeing like discovering your sacred purpose and understanding how you're able to bring in all of these, these gifts and yeah. these technologies that are ancient and these wisdoms, right. That have been passed down that are part of our DNA. Yeah, exactly. That's what's, that's been the coolest discovery is that all of this is part of our DNA. And, you know, the reason why, what I've experienced, well, the, the reason why I, I first came to this need to understand, like really truly understand who I am was because living as someone I wasn't was just really exhausting. I was just tired and I was emotionally eating. I think that's a big, I think that's the number one trigger of emotional eating, which is the work that I did for so many years and still do in my, in Whole Woman, because it's part of our coping mechanism is we're just so exhausted by pretending all day. And then we eat because we're tired. So that was part of it. The other part of it was, is that I thought that I needed to play a part, like a part in a play in order to be successful in business. And it worked for a little bit and then it stopped working. And I said, well, if it's not working with food and it's also not working in my business, like I might as well just be whoever I want. It would be so much easier. And then what I realized as part of this process was um, I'm, I'm a part of a web of, you know, I'm accountable to myself. I'm accountable to my marriage. I'm accountable to my kids. I'm accountable to my friends and my family and my community and the world at large. So what I realized was happening was my kids chose me for a reason as their mother. And I wasn't living up to my soul's contract. So I believe that you know, before we incarnate on this earth, all we can see are the soul's contract. So I believe that they looked at me and said, whoa, her soul's path is awesome. I need that soul's path in order for me to fully actualize in my soul's path. And so what was happening was I was trying to play by all the rules of motherhood and not tune into how I was meant to mother. And my kids were really suffering. And so what I saw is that when I really stood in how I wanted to mother my relationship with my kids got so much better and my kids got better and and my relationship between me and my son was a real mess for the first I'd say three years of his life we we had to go to therapy we were totally not connecting it was super painful he wouldn't go to sleep for me he'd bite me all day it was it was awful and when I made this shift our whole relationship changed And when I made the shift, it called my husband into shifting into his soul's path. And when I made the shift, it caught, it really called my community to follow their soul's path. The ripple effect. The ripple effect. And then, you know, the way I really see it is that, you know, it's a privilege that I can have the time to work on this. And so because that's a privilege that I have, I am really committed to using the, the money and the power that I have by being on my soul's path to help other people who don't have this privilege. And so I give a lot of my money away to charity. 
um, and different organizations and to help certain groups of people. And it's just, we have to be a funnel if we have landed in this opportunity to be able to do this kind of work. Most definitely. Yeah, I know. That's like something that's been really strong with me. Like a lot of people that are really powerful and wealthy, but how are they empowering those who aren't as privileged? And I know it's such a hot topic right now. It really is. Yeah. And it's like, you know, as soon as if we have more people that are feeling good, more people that are feeling supported, that's going to affect the overall collective nucleus of humanity. Yeah. So what I'm really passionate about right now is I see a lot of women who have a lot of opportunities in front of them who just aren't taking them. There are so many people who don't even have the opportunities. And yet a lot of us have them sitting right in front of us and we are too busy doing a bunch of stuff that is not actually important to us to to take those opportunities and to you know redistribute our resources in a way that is actually going to help the collective which is an interesting mindset shift too because i feel like we're still coming out of the uh the belief of the scarcity mindset right that there isn't enough to go around or if i share my resources like how do i know like am i going to be like giving them all away and to see that whole idea you know of being like no like first of all money is a currency you know and it's an energy that is used to be continued to be recycled right it's continued to be serving and continuing to be how can this serve humanity right because mm -hmm. it's an energetic thing you know and to see so many people like it's really challenging for me to see like a lot of really powerful spiritual teachers that aren't really stepping up to that yeah. Yeah. I, and I think, um, and it, it's hard to, it's hard to come to that place also because we also have to balance it with taking care of ourselves as we can't else we stop being a funnel in the first place. Most definitely. Yeah. But I think yeah. it's an important invitation for all of us to consider. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't even have to be so much like monetary, right? It can just be like, even like service of, seva and just yeah. being able to get out of your routine mm -hmm. get out of your comfort zone and right. do something that is beneficial to others outside it's like kind of like getting out of that narcissistic way as well because mm -hmm. there is also that fine balance of like me 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 and like being able to be of service because yes we have to make sure our cup is full and that we're coming from that space of overflow yeah but we can also kind of get trapped in that as yeah. we're seeing a lot in society right now. Totally. And I call it, it's like, you got to find the sweet spot, you know, because, mm -hmm. you know, for me, this is like getting like the math of things, you know, could I take all of the money that I'm paying my nanny and give it to an organization to help people that need it more? I could do that, but I, that is the, the money, the overflow, the emotional overflow that I have by having her support and love in the house makes it so I can create exponentially more wealth because I'm freed up to do what I am meant to do. 
and and spread that around mm-hmm. you know and, you know and it's like right exactly and so but you also have to think about it's such a web because you have to think about the other kids and your partnership and your friends and it's hard to find that sweet spot but it's just sort of this ever changing ever growing organism mm-hmm. and um but it's worth really thinking about and i think that's something that is really important for women to dive into is how they're spending their money because we need to look at it because money tells a story about what's important to us and if we if we are saying that certain things are important to us but our our bank accounts tell a different story then we need to really look at that and there's power in that too i think a lot of women for so long have been afraid to look at their money or you know. I was petrified to look at my money. I mean, I still am a lot of the time, but mm-hmm. I now really see the power. Uh, my friend Kate Northrup always says, make your spending a prayer for what you want more of in your life. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just, you know, my whole thing right now is support, 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 support. And I feel so great. Yay. Yeah, I just it's so inspiring to see you with three kids and running all that you do. Thanks. It's like, oh, it's possible. <laughs> it, totally, it totally is. I mean, it's, it's not so possible, possible. To do by myself. Yeah, definitely. You know? Amazing. Um, and I have a really supportive husband, thank God. But yeah. Okay. It's, fine. it's yeah, it's totally possible. It's just it's a lot of the worthiness too, right? And oh yeah. That goes with body positivity. That goes with self-worth, self-care. Yep. And that's, it's just, it's a work. It's like, it's the work of God to actually go against all of our cultural, um, all these cultural lies to actually come into what's going to work for me is going to be so different than what works for every other woman, you know? I grew up with this idea, not because of my parents, but just, just because that sameness equals safety. Mm-hmm. And so, and I think that really came from the fact that I was bullied a lot as a girl on the playground for being overweight. And it was because like, oh, I'm different and therefore I'm not safe. I'm being ridiculed and being ostracized. My heart is hurting all the time. And I had to really learn that what's true is that we're all different and isn't that amazing. Mm. and shifting from sameness is safety to we're all different and isn't that amazing was a long road and I think that's where a lot of women get stuck when creating a spiritual practice and being a spiritual person at the grocery store and at the Thanksgiving table is because um we're we haven't quite gotten this belief system that we're all different and isn't that amazing and that's the reason why I created Whole Woman because I wanted women to have a community that they come to who believes that, you know, when they, you know, someone can come in and say, I'm going to a party with this new group of mom friends. And it seems like they're all super normal people. And part of me wants to just like show up and pretend that I like read people magazine this morning, but I was actually like meditating and cleansing my crystals. What do I do? You know, am I just real about what I was doing? And everyone will chime in and be like, yes, it's okay. They can be them and you can be you. And you don't need to change their mind and they don't need to change yours. We're all different and isn't it amazing? Mm, I love that. Yeah, you know, I had a lot of those same struggles being like, 
the thicker girl growing up and being in a small Catholic school and having, you know, it's been so much of my healing too of in my ascension and my awakening is just like understanding and honoring what makes me unique and focusing on my gifts and understanding like my worthiness, but it has to first start with us. If we're always constantly looking for that outside validation before we find it within ourselves, it's yeah. not going to stick. I know it's so not going to stick. And I think something else that we do is we then get mad at the people we love the most for not being like us because that it's like this, this happens in marriages all the time. Like the thing I hear the most is, you know, my husband isn't on the spiritual path and I feel like he's judging me. And I always say, I really don't think he's judging you. I think you're judging yourself. <laughs> and it's just because sameness equals safety. It's like, you're looking for permission to be on the path by him also being on the path, but you guys can be different. You know, you just need to do your own thing and just be with this idea that we're different. And isn't that amazing? I, love and that. I think it's so important for us to see how we just want people to be like us so that we feel like we're sticking out less. But I really believe that the important thing to do is for us to get comfortable standing out. Yes. Yes. Permission granted. If you've been waiting for yes, permission, exactly. anyone who's listening. Yeah, so <laughs> like if you want permission to just be you, just look outside because nature and all this biodiversity and it's constant change is because that is in our DNA. And especially for women, it's in our hormonal cycle. Like we are that we are supposed to change every day and we're supposed to be different than everybody else. It's built in. It's right here in front of us. You know, you don't have to meditate for an hour to get permission to do that. You literally just have to look out your window and it's just so simple and we miss it mm. so much. I love that. Oh my God. This conversation has been so soul healing. Okay. So I have a few lightning round questions. Great. Okay. What does sovereignty mean to you? <sighs> sovereignty means being whole, being whole in myself and knowing that I can take, there's so many things that are coming into my awareness right now, but I think what I want to say is as long as I'm taking right action that originates in my soul, it is true. I it's a feeling of like, you know. Yeah. What would you share with younger Sarah? Oh, what would I share with young Sarah? <sighs> I think I just want to tell her that everything's going to be okay. I just so, for so long, because I had this belief system that chubby girls don't get married and they don't fall in love. They're not successful. They're not accepted. I just, I didn't think I was ever going to get married. I didn't think I was ever going to have good friends or, or be successful or be happy or have children. And I just want to tell her that everything's going to be okay. And you have three coming. <laughs> oh, oh <my> <laughs> that might've scared me a little bit, but <laughs> amazing. 
what would you say was one of the most profound books that really shifted for you? Yeah, um, definitely The Red Book by Sarah Beek. And because she did a really great job, you know, she's, she's a, she went to, she has her PhD in religious studies. And for me growing up, going to church, I'm sure you can relate to this. Um, to have Christianity and religion and spirituality sort of re-explained through the Christian lens was deeply profound. And it, she really taught me how to think for myself and have my own spiritual practice on my own. And not only when I went to church. And I came from the most open-minded church ever. And um, I still was bypassing just like my own sacred experience that I could have with myself. Mm. And she explained the divine feminine to me, you know, because for a while there was only God, a male God. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I had to learn that. I mean, I was always very connected with Mary, with mother Mary. And then over time, Mary Magdalene. Uh, but it was still seeing that, like, not that, that feminine essence of God, Mm -hmm. just super masculine, patriarchal kind of mindset. Yep. Totally. I love that. So when you see the future that, you know, your kids are stepping into, what does that look like? Oh, I mean, my, I mean, my hope, like my hope and desire is that the, their number one goal in life is to be as authentic as possible. And that the main challenge is to discover what they're meant to do it with, you know, in every moment of their life, as opposed to how to just be the cookie cutter successful, um, you know, to fit into the box, the happiness box, which I feel like for women is, you know, two and a half kids and a husband in a cute house. And, you know, for men is a high paying job. And that's just, there's not a one size fits all. And I hope that those rules for happiness change. Mm. Yes. Amazing. Okay. So where can we find you? Mm. Tell us what's um, going on. So there's two, two ways to sort of dive deeper into my world. One is I have this amazing thing called Magic Week that you can go to magicweek.me. And it is eight opportunities to learn different magical practices. And it's all under the vein of um, very, it's like practical magic for understanding who you are and why you're here. Because for me, when I was feeling, when I had this big, scary risk coming up, it was the moon and astrology and tarot and energy work that kept me on my path and held me in the fire. And so I'm really excited to bring all these different modalities um, to the internet for free. So magicweek.me. Another thing, I have a really great Moonly membership. We, you know, start a different topic on every new moon and it's called whole woman. And you can learn more about that at wholewoman.me. And this is the place that I've mentioned a couple times, um, during 
during this interview is a place to really learn who you are, but also learn how to be who you are in your daily life. And we use earth-based spirituality practices and real life strategies to do some soul work and some soul digging and some visioning and a lot of ritual and a lot of just practice in coming out of the closet as who we are. It's really amazing to see, like I said, I've been following you for years and to see that evolution of like what you're doing now. It's, it's so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. It was hard, you know, because there's this whole thing like sameness is safety, not only sameness to everybody else, but sameness to who you were, you know, totally. it's sort of like, um, it's like, Ooh, who are they going to think I am that I'm just changing who I, what I'm doing. But, um, I, again, I just had to keep leaning on these magical practices and, and the seasons and the, the, you know, system of evolution and just kept telling myself it's okay to change. It's okay to change. It's okay to change. So thank you for reflecting that to me because it's still, um, still like when I go back and I see my college friends, they're going to be like, Oh, they're going to think I'm so like weird or that I, you know, that I do all this stuff now, <laughs> you know, but yeah. It's not true. I'm not, I, everyone thinks it's. Great. I just see. I don't. From my experience, like I'm having people in high from high school being like, "Oh my god!" Like I'm just starting to dive in. I'm seeing how yeah. you know it supported you, and there's a lot more curiosity. I'm sure you're absolutely. Seeing too. I'm absolutely seeing it. You know, the best thing, like one of the best things about coming to Massachusetts, everyone told me, "I don't know if anyone's going to come to your full moon circle, Sarah. That's like a little weird for people over there." Like first full moon circle sold out. Seventy five women here. You know, wow. you just, I'm like, you guys could not have been more wrong. <laughs> Everyone is psyched to do a full moon circle. And, um, it's definitely like not a thing. And what's so great is that because I just am who I am and which is a new thing for me, you know, it's like, I will show up at the grocery store in my small town in suburban Boston with like no bra and like an indigo dress and some feather earrings. And, you know, people are not wearing that stuff around here, which is fine. Um, but I'm not going to change how I dress to blend in anymore. But because I like show who I am on the outside, people recognize their insides on my outsides. Does that make sense? It's like you're triggering them to look within. Yeah. And so yeah. they're like, oh, that's who I feel like I am. I'm going to tell her because I obviously don't have to hide from her. And so I was so worried about like finding like a spiritual group out here. It was like not hard. I've, all women have this in them. It's just, when are they going to relax and just let it come out? Mm, yes. The more and more it's happening. And the more and more women are just relaxing and being who they are. I think sisterhood is coming back alive too. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, do you know how many people I know who are being like buying places like this? So okay. many so many friends are like, I just bought a big, big chunk of land and I'm going to have women come here. You know, I think it's the mm -hmm. next wave after. Yeah. I live in Joshua tree. I understand. Yeah, You get it. Yeah. Um, we're being called to be IRL in real life. <laughs> and yes. uh, it's so healing. And your Instagram handle so people can follow you oh, too. Yeah. At Sarah Jenks, S-A-R-A-H-J-E-N-K-S. And, and Sarah Jenks.com. Connecting with people on Instagram. Yep, Sarah Jenks.com has got all the goods. 
I've got a lot of little online programs and uh, yeah, your website's so beautiful. Thank you. We just gave it a little facelift. It's so beautiful. Thanks. Amazing. So if there's one last thing you want to share with whoever's listening, what's coming through right now? Mm. Um, oddly, what I'm getting is just rest. Give yourself permission to rest. Have some empty space. Take a nap. It's the most revolutionary thing we can do these days. Is I laugh because that's what like my acupuncturist told me yesterday. So yeah. You need more sleep. Yeah. And I had no, I barely slept last night. I felt like I had a child between my dog and, uh, and you know, having a lavender latte at three o'clock in the afternoon. It was not, <laughs> it happens, right? It happens. Like, yeah, but now you know. Yep. So again, go check out Sarah. Thank you so much for awesome. yeah, thank you for having me. This was such a joy. Ah, uh, yeah. I, thank you. I just like I said, like since following you years ago, it's always funny. I'm always like interviewing the people that I do. I'm like, someday I'm gonna talk with them. Like, <laughs> I just know. I'm like, really? someday we're gonna be friends. You watch, and then yeah. the, it comes to fruition. Here we so. go. Beautiful. Yeah, so go check it out. Go check out Sarah. She's got all the goods. All the links are in the show notes. And if you're ever in Massachusetts, go check out Hawthorne Farms. It sounds like such a sacred, beautiful space that you're creating. Thanks. Thanks. I mean, a lot of it was already here. And I'm just... Showing up. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thanks everyone for listening. And we hope you're having a magical, amazing authentic day. <laughs> Take care. Bye. I mean, come on. How incredible is Sarah Jenks and how great was that conversation? I am just, it feels like a breath of fresh air for me knowing that there's more people out there that are just being fully authentic and vulnerable and real, especially when it comes to building the business and following their hearts that you know it's an opportunity that even gives me permission to keep doing what I'm doing and I hope that that gives you the same empowerment to keep doing you to stay true to you to connect with nature to understand that there are synchronicities and magic is always present it's just about you being willing to honor you honoring your cycles honoring your phases honoring what arises and to follow your heart above all else if you want to learn more about Sarah, again, you can check out magicweek.me where she talks about all of her practical magic for who you are. And if you're interested in her membership program, there's wholewomen.me and you can learn who, who you are and how you are and how you can show up in the world as you. And I am just, again, thank you so much for tuning in. Let me know what you think. Let us know what you think. Remember to tag us at Sabrina Riccio and at Sarah Jenks, S-A-R-A-H. J-E-N-K-S. Let us know you're tuning in and you're listening. And what was the most profound experience for you? And again, if you have a few minutes of your time, leave a review on iTunes and a ratings. This helps us climb up, up, up the charts to bring in more people and to work towards bringing in more sponsorships and opportunities for us because as we bring in these sponsorships guess what there's an opportunity for me to travel to a town near you soon i said it i'm really calling that in for the next year is that i want to be traveling more and seeing you wherever you are let me know where you're tuning in from so that we can cultivate these communities and these spaces where we can have 
teachers and people who've been on the podcast have these workshops with you. That's my vision of where this podcast is going. So if you can just leave a few minutes to take a few minutes of your time to leave a review, especially if you've been tuning in week after week after week, it means the world to me because again, I'm here to serve you. I'm here to show up for you and I can't do this alone. This is us coming together as family. This is us coming together as community to support one another and It's been a treasure and a joy to be here with you week after week after week, day after day after day. And so I appreciate your love and appreciation and support. So go check out Sarah. Uh, You can also check out sarahjanks.com. And this is just, it's here to inspire you. Allow yourself to cycle and sync to who you are. Allow yourself to honor the cycles of you. Allow yourself to be you in your purest, most profound and allow your profound self allow your life to be a poetry allow yourself to connect with nature and know that life is always happening for you and to you and as sarah says we're different and isn't that amazing i hope you had a great time enjoying this episode and thank you so much for tuning in and we'll be seeing you soon take care satnam